Life Audio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. I'm your host, Caden Fabrizio, and uh, like always, very honored that you clicked on this podcast and really excited for what we have in store today. It's a really, really, really fun, awesome conversation um, with Brett Yonker and Passion Music. So um, make sure to stay tuned for that in a few minutes. But I want to let you know a couple things to do before we jump into that. Be sure to um, subscribe everywhere. Like I said last episode, I have been informed by the good people at Life Audio, shout out Life Audio, um, that if you subscribe on YouTube and Spotify and wherever you listen to this thing, it helps us out a ton, so please do that. If you love this podcast and you feel like it's helping you, go ahead and subscribe. It would mean a ton. Um, and if it's your first time here to the podcast, I just want to welcome you and say I uh, hope today you leave encouraged by our conversation and uh, you leave inspired and potentially you leave a little bit better than how you clicked on. That's the goal. So before we get started, I want to let you know merch is available. You can go to cadenfabrizio.com and hit the shop button, and you can buy hoodies and hats and tote bags and all the cool stuff we have um, out. If you want to see what it looks like in person, you can check out our last um, episode. I do a little share and tell and show every single piece, uh, or you can just go on my Instagram. The pieces are live on there as well. Um, at caden.fabrizio. Thirdly, or lastly, or nextly, uh, also be sure to subscribe to the newsletter. If you want updates on when the podcast comes out, uh, the guests we have on, future episodes, bonus content, um, and merch discounts, tons of other things, be sure to um, subscribe to that newsletter at cadenfabrizio.com. It's really easy to do. It takes two minutes, and the links are all in the description below. All right, well, today we have um, a really awesome guest on the podcast. Like always, when we have a guest, I had the conversation first, and now I'm filming this intro. But I sat down with Brett Yonker from Passion Music to talk about their new album, I've Witnessed It, which is available on every single platform where you can stream music, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. It's available everywhere, and it was recorded live at Passion 2023 this year, which is really cool. Um, and we sat down, and we talked about the album, but also talked about what it looks like to walk in the Spirit and walk a life with Jesus. And Brett gives some really, really, really awesome insights and tips to um, all those things. Uh, also, he let me know that when this podcast comes out, which is next week, but it is this week for you, um, he actually released his own podcast called Jesus Songs, and it's a really cool podcast with a really cool concept, lots of awesome guests coming on to talk about um, some of the biggest Christian songs that have been out, um, sit down with their writers and their singers on that song and talk about why the church needed that song at the time it came out, um, the beauty of the songs. Um, he said it's a little, it's a, it's a podcast for songwriting nerds and people who just love worship music. So if that's you, be sure to check out Jesus Songs, available everywhere and also linked below. Um, I'm excited for this conversation, and it's going to be great. Uh, I'm praying that you are encouraged and you gain some insight into what it looks like to walk um, intimately with Jesus, and you're encouraged. Let's get to it. Brett, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good, dude. I'm really excited to have you on today. For the listeners, Brett and I have been Instagram follower friends for a while now, and uh, it's cool just to finally get you on today to talk a bit about the new album that's out, and then to talk a bit about really how to walk in the spirit. Um, but I'm really excited, dude. Honored to have you on, and um, that you would take some time out of your busy schedule to come hang with us at Questions with Caden. Of course. No place I'd rather be. <laughs> come on, man. I love it. Um, so today, listeners, we are asking the question, how do I walk in the spirit? Um, something that's pretty cool is Brett and Passion Music actually just released a brand new album called I Witnessed It, which is amazing, by the way. It's so, so, so good. Oh, but I think uh, with talking with Brett and trying to figure out, hey, what do we want to talk about today on this podcast that would not just let you guys know about an amazing album and resource for your guys' faith, but also um, how could we add some value to your life today and talk about some things that we've walked through in our life. And um, one, of the things, one of the things Brett said is, you know, walking in the Spirit and talking about what that looks like. And I believe it's something that's crucial to a walk with Jesus, and not just a walk with Jesus, but a walk with Jesus that exceeds the normal and exceeds the regular um, standard maybe that we have um, 
in our culture. And so I'm really excited to talk about to that today, man. Tell me a bit um, me about the new album. Let's start there. I think uh, you guys filmed it live, right? That's right. That's right. So every year for Passion, you know, we have our conference, which it's pretty amazing, you know, just to think about, you know, this vision that God gave Louie and Shelley, you know, how long ago, back in the 90s, back when, uh, when, when were you born, Caden? When were I was you born, born in 98. Let's go. So yeah. there was like, that was the second year that Passion Let's happened go. was in 1998. So, and here's what's just amazing about it is since then, since the late 90s, um, God has just brought into our space 18 to 25 year olds every year, just about. And it's pretty awesome because when you think about college students coming together and gathering together, you know, it, it changes over about every four or five. And if you're a super, super senior, about every six years, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and so, but it's really amazing. So this, um, you know, Two years ago, we were in the Mercedes-Benz, and we had 55,000 18 to 25-year-olds. And then this last year, we, we couldn't be in the Benz just with scheduling and, and all the things. It takes a lot to get into a stadium. And so we had passion in two cities uh, over the course of a week. We were in uh, the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas, um, about 12,000 students or something like that. And then we were in State Farm Arena in Atlanta. That's where the Atlanta Hawks play. It's around That's like 18 or 20,000 students. So you know, so pretty amazing. So this gathering um, was, was, you know, you just saw 18 to 25 year olds coming from all over the place and, um, and God uh, really just touching down and speaking to us. And, and the, the, the message that we kind of hold out every single time we gather is that life is meant to be lived for the glory of God. Yeah. And if you want your life to count for something that's greater than yourself, something that will go on forever, um, if you, and it's to live for the glory of God. It's to leverage everything that you are, everything that you have, everything that you will do in life, that your aim, your greatest aim would be for the glory of Jesus on the earth. And so uh, in those gatherings, we, we have these songs that, that kind of unify our hearts towards that end and, and, that, um, and that God works through in, the, in, um, in this year, this collection of songs. Man, our team is just really, really excited about them. We, we're always excited about it every year. We're always pumped about the songs. But this year just has, a, you know, its own unique thing on it, and we're really, really excited about, um, about the, this new collection of songs that, that somehow captured the moment um, of, of a real hunger, you know, and a real yeah. hunger that we've seen even just over the course of this year already in 2023, when you think about how God's moved in Asbury and, um, you know, and how he's moving where you are in Southern California, just, just God's moving all over the country right now in this wave of 18 to 25 year olds. And we love being a part of it. Yeah, man. I was going to ask you that because I, um, like I just told you, I launched a young adult ministry, um, we're calling it a movement in faith, um, but we launched it, I love it last March or this March, like a couple weeks ago. And uh, at the end of our, of our experience, we had to literally kick these young adults out of the room. Like they were so hungry for the Lord. Like we we just kept pushing <laughs> yeah. worship, and then we're like, we have to, you have to leave. Like we 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 can't rent this space any longer. Like it was really cool. So I was going to ask you, like, <laughs> you experienced that at yeah, Pat, like getting to do it in two different cities. Like could you feel that hunger sure. even then? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It, um, especially you know, Dallas had its uh, just a real. That when we were in that Dallas Fort Worth gathering, uh, there was just a real kind of like awakening thing on it, where people's eyes were opening up to go like, oh, I get it. You know, even the gospel message isn't just all about me. You know, God loves me. God it doesn't end, begin and end with me. It actually begins and ends with with Jesus, and He. He came, he made me, died for me, saved me so that I could come and, and bring him glory. That was kind of, I felt like, what was in Dallas. And then that is so in Atlanta, cool. there was just a real, yeah, it was just a real spiritual hunger. And Christine Kane spoke this message, um, really calling a generation um, to linger in the presence of God because, and this is, I loved her point, because it's God's presence in us that is the difference maker in the world. And that's the hope that we carry to a world that's separated from God, that, um, that is lost, that's dying, that's experiencing pain and hurt and suffering. And it's going to be people who are marked by the presence of God, who actually carry the presence of God. Yeah. And want, they not only want to linger in the presence in worship, but also want to carry that presence um, to people and shine his light to others. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's kind of like perfectly what we're talking about today, right? Is a little bit about like walking in the spirit and what that looks like. Cause you hear that a lot. You hear like you lead a spirit led life and walk in the spirit. But I think there's a lot of young adults probably going, Hey, I don't know what that means. And I love what you just said. Right. It's like, it's carrying that spirit, but being aware of Holy spirit inside of you. And, um, Bill Johnson, uh, has a book called hosting, hosting the presence. And inside that book, he talks about, um, how hosting the presence of God is like, um, being aware of a dove sitting on your shoulder at all times. And if you had a dove sitting on your shoulder, you would, and you never wanted it to leave you, you would do everything you could to be aware of that dove at all times. And I think that's a great picture of like walking in the spirit really. And what that, what that looks like on a day-to-day life is like, Hey, how does my life not only manifest and show the love of Jesus, but how do I do that while being aware of his presence on me and in me and how it affects other people? And I think you guys That's have a right. song on this album, which there's two songs on this album. The album's awesome, but there's two songs that since I got the album sent to me, I've been listening to it. It's I've witnessed it, coincidentally enough. Oh, yeah. And then Fall Like Rain, which is the song you actually said you wanted to talk about a lot, which is not a coincidence. Yeah. But both of those songs to me are like, I've witnessed it is that kind of like that declaration of like what you've seen God do. And I feel like that is such a large element of living in the spirit is like living in the belief of like what you've seen God do. What does it look like in your life and and through the process of writing this album and then recording this album and being at Passion? How did you guys maintain that idea of like living in the spirit, being mindful of what Holy Spirit wants while you write this album and how you record this album? Could you talk a little, bit, a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. Well, I just want to say I love that those were the two songs that just jumped out at you, um, you know, because I, I think, you know, really that's, that's, the, that's really the, the story of God. And I think, um, you know, just I, when I look at like the thread through scripture of, of worship, you see this idea of, of communion with God or, or like, you know, in the Garden of Eden, they're there they're in the presence of God, and then throughout Scripture, you know, you've got God coming to tabernacle among His people, and that you know, in, in the when the Israelites are going through the wilderness, and yeah. uh, when the temple was in Jerusalem, God's presence was was living right in the middle of the people. Everything revolved around Him. You know, the life of the people of God revolved around around God, the holiness of God, right there in the holy of holies in the temple. Even um, and even when the Israelites would just kind of like lose their way and, and they would try and buy into the things the the false gods of the other nations around them, God would raise up people like Elijah to call down fire from heaven. This the presence of God would would fall down on the sacrifice to basically show like, hey, God is God is different than all these other gods. He's better than all these other gods. And yeah. and so you fast forward all that to Jesus now coming and him providing that ultimate sacrifice of forgiveness for us and making it possible now for the the spirit the presence of God to live in us that fire of God to to live in us and I think it's really cool Acts 1:8 is exactly I love that those two songs kind of go hand in hand cuz God says that we'll receive his power and we will become his witnesses and so good. and so when we do when we see and experience the love and the forgiveness of Jesus God's, and we believe in that, we put our trust in that, God says he'll give us his spirit. And that's what Jesus promised in John 14, that his spirit would be, um, would be the gift. And, and really he would enable us to do what Jesus has called us to do and walk in, in a way of life that's just so different uh, than anything else in this world, a way that actually leads to flourishing. And so, uh, so that kind of stuff is what's stirring around to answer your question. Sorry, before after I did oh, I love the big it, Bible man. study there. But, but to answer your question, I think it's that kind of, it's that stuff that's like stirring around in our hearts as we're like writing these songs. And uh, Melody was the one who wrote I've Witnessed It, and she's obviously singing that song, does an amazing job leading that song. And, um, and I, I think it's so great to have something, like you said, something that declares this, I've I've seen God and do, I've seen God, the goodness of God. I've seen and experienced his salvation. I've seen and experienced his faithfulness. And, and so to, to say, I'm, I'm bearing witness to that. I've, I've seen it and I believe he'll, he'll continue to be faithful. And I love that because even you can sing that kind of a song, even when your circumstances uh, don't lead you to believe that God is good and God is oh, yeah. faithful. Oh, yeah. And, um, 
And so I love that, that it just calls us up to say, hey, we're all gonna, we all bear witness now to, to who God is and what he's done. And so um, I love that. And then I love that kind of like the, almost a partner song to that is a song like Fall Like Rain, which is saying, God, we're, we're so hungry and desperate for you to move. And even, I think um, I was a part of writing that song. And I think for me, it's just, <laughs> thanks, bro. Um, it was a team of people. I wrote that song um, with um, Zaria from Bethel, a guy named Bo from Upper Room, and Bede, who's a great writer in Nashville. And, um, and we were all at a songwriting camp, and all the pieces of that song just really fell. God, God did fall <laughs> like rain on, so on us in a little uh, tiny home in some outside of Nashville somewhere at a, yeah. in a, at a retreat center. And... Um, but for me, it's just a hunger to say, you know, I've walked with God for a long, long time, and I just want to continue to know God more. There's always more of Him to know. Um, and at the same time, as a worship leader and as a pastor, and when I, when, I'm, when I am in the space of God's people gathering together, I'm praying that, that people would experience the closeness of God um, when we sing and when we meet together. And so that, for me, as I was driving up to that writing camp, I think that's what kind of fell out of my mouth when I was just driving in the car, driving through the mountains of Tennessee, and just was kind of, that's, I heard that, those words, fall like rain, Holy Spirit, fall like rain, have your way, you know, yeah. and um, real simple, real simple prayer, and, um, but I think it's just, there was something about it for me that helped me experience the closeness of God when I began to sing those words in that way, you know? Yeah, that's so special, dude. I um, I was actually... Um, listening to the album last week, or maybe that was about a week and a half ago. I think it was probably last week, and um, you know, just full vulnerability and like the in the midst of stepping out in faith and launching a ministry and believing God for what I know He's told me He's going to do, but you don't see the full picture yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of in like this. I, I was in this space where I started like become a little bit fearful, and I started to be a little bit like. Yo, I don't know if we're going to get the money for next month. I don't know if we're going to, people are going to come. I don't know if, and I was just believing the lies of the enemy, man. And I was driving in my car actually, and the song, um, I witnessed it came on, bro. And just the chant and the anthem of, I've seen what you promised. Um, yep. Just started just ringing through my car. And I was so encouraged, dude, just from um, that song to remember, like, not only what God has done in my life as a whole. But what God did when we launched on March 3rd and what he's going to continue to do as I continue to believe in his promise. And then, just coincidentally enough, I was shuffling the album. The next song that came on was Fall Like Rain. And the the line, may I never lose the wonder of your presence, brought me to tears in my car. Because I went from driving in my car just like literally praying like, Lord, I just need you to move. We need this. We need this. We need this believing in the lies of the enemy and starting to think, become fearful of what is the future holds. I get reminded of what he's already done and what he will do. And then I get comforted by this idea of if we can just focus on his presence, we're going to be more than okay. Like if I can just focus more on, may I never lose the wonder of your presence in what you're doing in my life every day and how you walk with me and how you speak with me and how you carry me and how you you heal me and how you you provide for me and all the Mm -hmm. things that God does out of the presence of who he is, the peace that he can Mm -hmm. provide, the love that he can provide and the joy that he has for us in our salvation. I was like, man, if I never lose the wonder of his presence, I'll never lose faith in what he can do. And I love just like how those, like you said, those two songs just kind of bounce off each other. And, uh, for me, when, when we're like really talking about living in the spirit, for me, my life, really shifted when I understood that living in the spirit is similar to what I already said was this awareness and this wonder of his presence all day long you know and you can really like see that in in this song and and this album it's really cool so how long how long have you been at passion and um is this your one of your favorite albums you guys have done so far (laughs) It's definitely up there. I've been at Passion. I mean, I used to go as a college kid in the 2000s. Oh, no way. Like, That's you know, cool. Not, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and uh, and because um, I was born in the 80s, not the 90s. So, okay, let's go. Um, I barely made the 90s. Yeah, let's go. Like 98. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and so I feel like I've been linked into the passion um, story for a long time, even yeah. before I was ever around any bit of the music. But in 2009 and 2010, um, you know, God put in the heart of Louie and Shelley to start a local community, a local church uh, built from the DNA of the passion movement in my hometown. And all my heroes kind of moved to my hometown. And so I got, you know, guys like Chris Tomlin and Matt Redman. And, and I, I was kind of, I got to kind of see under the hood of like how these, how these guys kind of led uh, worship and led these moments and wrote these songs. And then, um, so that's kind of when, it, kind of 2010, 2011, just kind of started got, uh, being brought in. And then about 2013, 14, God just started kind of bringing a team, people like me and Christian and Melody and a lot of the guys that have been in our band and uh, ultimately guys like Sean Curran came into the mix and even then our team has grown and expanded since then with people like you know Chittima who's on this record, Rachel who sings Fall Like Rain, she's a worship leader at our church in D.C. and Landon Wolf um, who's just an amazing young worship leader at our church now and so our team has continued to grow for sure uh, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, just been a part of it, and we, me and uh, all the the team, we've just been carrying the the heart of passion and worship of passion uh, for the last little bit. I think this one is definitely up there for me in terms of a favorite project. I think this one, and maybe I'd say worthy of your name, and kind of in our era yeah. of passion, uh, you know. And then uh, I think Awakening. If I'm going to go even further back, that on that was in 2010. That was a real special record too. Maybe Let the Future Begin in 2013 was a really good one too. I don't know. They're, every few years, just goes, just one yeah, I love by. this one. <laughs> I know, I know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough because then you start leaving stuff out, and you're like, "Oh, we can't." I know, man. Out. No, it's but, awesome. But no, it it's cool. Yeah, I've a uh, fun fact. I've never been to Passion Conference, and it's it's on the bucket oh, list. I got to get out. That's not super I know, fun to bro. me. I, that's I not need a fun to get fact. Out. Well, you got to come back. We're going to be in the bins this year in 2024. Right, I, I'll you have gotta to come. come. Man. That'd be fun. But I. You know what it is? It's I'm West Coast born and raised, so I've never. It's always been out in the South. It's hard to it's hard to yeah, get on an airplane away, to get a little to bit, Atlanta. but I got to stop making the excuse. I got to get out there and and uh, and check yeah. it out because I mean uh-huh. I've heard stories and story and story of people who are just their lives have just been impacted so much by what y'all are doing and um, Passion Conference in general and awesome. and Passion Conference is a big uh, and Passion in general is just a big inspiration for me and what we're doing out here in the West Coast, trying to give the West a little love and. Uh, I just I love, I love it, man. it. We love Let's the West go. Coast. What do you see God? Do, what do you see God doing with young young adults on the West Coast? Man, right I just now? see a insane hunger, um, truthfully, inside the hearts of young adults right now. I think um, when launching this ministry, the Lord spoke to me pretty clearly that He wants to do a work in the hearts of young adults to spark revival in SoCal, and and that I believe will spread throughout the nation. And you're already seeing it happening throughout the nation and here in Southern California. So I think God is really doing something. Um, in young adults, uh, you know, we're young adults are the future. And I think that's obvious. I think even people outside the church would say young adults are the, young adults are the future, but often young adults can be a bit, um, ignored or overlooked in, um, some spaces. And so I think what God really wants to do is like bring young adults to the forefront and show that like, he wants to start something, not just, um, like culturally, but something in their hearts that, unites them and moves them and us together towards um helping people realize the kingdom of heaven here on earth and so i'm excited i'm seeing it everywhere i'm seeing the hunger everywhere you go i mean uh friends of mine with young adult ministries and and even at yona like we've just seen like oh my gosh people are hungry for true jesus and when they experience it they don't want anything else and it's cool because it's very contrary to maybe what the world would tell you that young adults want like the world would say like oh they want entertainment and they want Mm -hmm. um and they want fame and they want this and they want smoke and mirrors and they want this but the truth is i think um young adults can be entertained all day long on tiktok and on instagram and um what they're actually searching for is they're searching for truth and they're searching for um wholeness and fullness and freedom and they're looking for it in all these places and they're only going to find it in jesus and i think there's this hunger brewing in them inside the church and outside of the church to find that truth and, ch- and to find that fullness. And uh, it's happening. So it's yeah. really cool to see. Oh, I love that. I love that you said that fullness. Uh, you know, with, with I've helped uh, lead our young adult ministry the last couple of years with, you know, Camilo? I do. They, I love Camilo so much. I love Camilo too. And um, 
He's so great. And, um, yeah, the, us and the, we've got a little team that has been, you know, for us young adults, we would say is like kind of the passion window, 18 and 25. So maybe you're in college or maybe you're just like right out of college and in your first job trying to figure out life. And, um, and we talked about the... Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. ...fullness last summer and how Paul talks a lot about that in the book of Colossians. And it's so interesting because I think... I think you're exactly right. I think you're, you're right on the money that they're looking for a sense of wholeness and fullness. Um, I think the interesting thing that I notice and I see is that um, there's a lot of people, even within the church, I think it's real easy to say, oh, I want, I, I'm cool with Jesus, and I think Jesus leads to that, but I also yeah. think I need a few other things. And that's, that's what Paul was writing this whole book of Colossians too. He was because people were saying, "Oh, yeah, Jesus, we're great with Jesus, but mm-hmm. you need more than Jesus." Like, and we need to welcome in some other ideologies. And for them, in, in the church that day, they were saying, "You got to worship angels." Like that's like where you have a super mysterious spiritual edge. But for us, it's all you know crazy. I mean, I, I don't you know not to make too many hot takes, but you know things. I mean, even just like materialism or you know achievement or success or even. Even crazy spiritual yeah. stuff like manifestation yeah. and you know, things that, that it's like, oh, I need, I need Jesus mm-hmm. and something else to give me an edge. And what Paul is so great, and I, I think you, it sounds like you guys are just running down this same lane of just saying, he writes in Colossians 1, he says, he says, man, you know, I mean, Jesus, you need something more than Jesus? And he goes, he goes, I mean, he spoke everything into existence. He's the firstborn among the dead. Everything was made by him and for him. He holds all things in the universe together. And then he drops the big, you know, bomb and he says, and that huge, amazing, cosmic Jesus, he lives inside of you. Like, that's the mystery. That is the great mystery that's now been revealed. So what else do you need? It's, you know, it's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And so I think that you guys keep going down that, that route, and I think, I think people are going to find that fullness that, that they're looking for. So I just, I'm so fired up about that, man. That's awesome. Bro, me too, me too man. And I think what you're seeing a lot is the, the thing that I'm always telling people, and I think what constantly comes out of my mouth, and I'm sure listeners are like, they could probably quote this by now, is like I'm always saying that like Jesus has freedom and fullness for you. Because I feel like the two things that people are looking for, young adults are looking for in this world, is freedom and is fullness. And there's a lot of things in this world, if we're talking about freedom right now, that that preach freedom, like live your truth and um, join this type of community and um, be as free with your sexuality as you want to be and be this and be that. And they claim that that's freedom, but what it actually is is it's bondage. And it's, it's uh, crazy because what people want is freedom. It's why you see young adults not wanting to work in offices anymore. It's why you see them, they want to, more than ever, I actually saw the stat the other day that, that was saying young adults nowadays would rather make less money but have more free time than um, make more money and have less free time, which like my parents' generation would have been the opposite. And what you're seeing is it's because they essentially want freedom. They want to do what they feel like they want to do, but um, scripture is clear with us that that's not what freedom is. And freedom is found in the knowing of Jesus and the freedom from bondage of sin and darkness and hell and the grave and everything that Jesus conquered on the cross is actually true freedom. And when you actually experience the freedom and then the fullness from Jesus, um, you actually sit down in your life and have that peace beyond understanding and you finally go, oh, I'm done searching. Like like you said, like it's not it's not Jesus and. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, because I, I think it, 
um, you know, one of the things we talk about this a lot of passion, but it's it's just um, you've got to find like everybody's looking to be satisfied. And so I think, I mean, that's so whether that's satisfied, you know, a lot of people will look inward towards yourself. Maybe it's this uh, whatever, you know, again, it, whatever you think would satisfy you or maybe it's in money or maybe it's in achievement or maybe it's in you know, whatever, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I like how Tim Keller would say it this way, you know, that, um, even a good thing isn't a great ultimate thing. And so you could be out here living your life trying to, um, trying to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm trying to find my satisfaction in my relationships that I have, my friendships that I keep, my family. Those are friends and family are great things, but they're not, they're not great ultimate things. And, and so what, what Tim Keller and Louie and people like those guys and really the Bible puts on the table for us is to say only, only Jesus is an ultimate thing. And so the way to find freedom and fullness is through surrendering of yourself to him and his will. And Jesus is a great example of that. You see that in the Garden of Gethsemane where, where Jesus, who is God, fully God, you know, he, he submits and surrenders himself to the Father and what you know when he he's in the garden he's saying god if there's any other way i would love i would love this to go another route but he says but it's not my will but it's your will and it's through jesus's surrender that he died on the cross he rose again what hebrews says is for the joy set before him so he had a he had his eyes set on something that was even greater and beyond the here and now and in this world and I think that, man, if, if we could see young people with that kind of vision, you know, young people with, with that type of, of view on life to say, it's not just about this moment that I'm in, but, but you know, it's about I'm looking ahead to something so beyond this yeah. world, to something eternal. And that's, and that's why I'm willing to surrender my life to Jesus, because I'm going to trust that he has an eternal plan going on. And I want to be linked up with that. Yeah, man, that's so good. It's the that idea of like I'm willing to live in submission um, and obedience to where the Spirit is leading and what He's doing. And for me, when I was, uh, I feel like when my relationship with Jesus like exploded into true like intimacy was when I understood like the friendship of Jesus, and I understood like God's it, God really started to reveal to me like, you know, Jesus is. He's Lord and He's our Savior and 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 God's our Heavenly Father and and we should honor Him and we should fear Him and we should um, all these amazing things. But also, there's this quality of Jesus that's super intimate. That's friendship, and um, that friendship of Jesus changed my life and changed my perspective because I started to understand that if Jesus is a friend, that means He's a perfect friend, and like a perfect friend cares about what we go through doesn't want harm to come to us, is there to listen when we need to listen, cries when we cry, rejoices when we rejoice, cares about our desires, the things we want. Um, And then also a good friend tells us how to get better and pushes us in the right direction and sits us down when we're going, hey, man, that's not you. That's not how you live. That's what a good friend is. And there's a line in one in the, I think it's in, um, in Fall Like Rain, and it says, the beauty and gift of your friendship is like one of the lines. And that was another one of those lines that just stopped me in my tracks, man. Like the, the power of that line, I hope more young adults understand that like walking in the spirit is walking in friendship with Jesus because it's so powerful, man. If you can understand that concept of a friend that sticks closer than a brother, you understand that like, Oh, he's right. He's literally right here. Like he cares this much. Like at any of a drop of a hat, I can go to him at a drop of a hat. He's there to pick me up at a drop of a hat. He's there to listen. He's there to, to provide. He's there. He's a good friend. And I'm just curious to know, like for you in your life, what has friendship with Jesus looked like? Um, and how is that developing? I always love to know that. Oh, yeah, that's man. I'm so happy that that's one of the things that God was speaking to you. I think even I remember, um, talking to my friend John, who kind of helped coordinate the whole record. And, um, and I just said, I, I really believe in this song because I, I just feel like people are so lonely right now. I think we're living in a very lonely moment in time. We're so connected, but we're so lonely. And, um, 
Yeah, I was talking to another friend just about that, you know, and I think one of the hard things about social media is it it's kind of a, a false sense of connectivity in the sense of, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes if a buddy texts me and is like, hey, do you want to hang out? I might be like, ugh, I don't know. I'm kind of worn out. But I haven't really done anything. and I haven't really seen people. And this, this conversation I was in, um, my friend Hannah, she was like, it's because when you're on social for an hour a day or two hours a day, whatever, and, and, and you're, you're kind of scrolling, you, you get this like kind of like junk food sense of dopamine in your brain that says you've already hung out with people for like an hour or two, but you never did. And so the good, you, you're designed for that kind of connection. Your, your body's designed for that type of, so when you go together, you know, go to dinner with a, with a group of friends and it's awesome and there's connection, like that, you're made for that. Like, that's great. And, um, but because I think so many of us are just, it's basically like we're eating Oreos all the time for our brains, you know? And so, and so we're kind of so worn out. And, and, then, and then you throw in the fact that people are so flawed and, and there, you know, people, you can, you could have been hurt by a friend or betrayed by a friend, or maybe, you know, at the, at the end of the day, loneliness is a real thing. And I mean, even if you're in the church and following Jesus. And so I think I wanted, that was one of my prayers with this song is that people would, would, would sense and know that there, there is a closeness with God. Um, not only is he God, but he's also a God who's, who wants to be like a friend. And those two things together are insanely powerful. And um, I, I guess to answer your question, I think even for me, as my seasons of my life have, have changed, you know, I'm, 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 I'm married, I've got three kids, um, and, you know, time for friendship is uh, hard to come by sometimes. And so sometimes, even, even though I'm surrounded by such amazing relationships in my family, um, I think... Uh, I think even for me, just to know that, hey, God is walking with me as close as a friend, and he knows me. Honestly, he knows me more than I know myself. And so I think I'm, I think over the last couple of years, especially, I've just been trying to lean in um, to the relational side of God, uh, just as much as he is a king, just as much as he is a Lord. Um, those things are so amazing about that. He's sovereign. I love the big, majestic things of God. Um, and those are even more mind blowing when you think that of how intimate and close that this sovereign king wants to be with you. So I, I am, I'm in a space where I am loving and desiring and just wanting to grow in my friendship with God. I think, oh, and I think, I think one of the ways I think that is expressed. And even then I think God's trying to push me in these areas is in prayer and in, in time in his word. And I think, I think one of the temptations is to say, oh, well, I'm just kind of like, I'm always kind of connecting with God out and about. But, you know, God through scripture has revealed himself to us. And if you want to know who God is and what he thinks about stuff, how he feels towards you, how, what he feels about towards the things happening in the world, get to know his word. And through the power of the spirit and through the power of his word, he will speak to you. And one of the things Jesus says in John 14 is that the Spirit will remind us of the words he has spoken. And so those, those, the, the power of the Spirit and the power of the Word go hand in hand. So if you're ever feeling something, and then when you read Scripture, if that goes against what you're feeling, that's probably not from God. But if you're ever kind of getting a sense of something, and then you see that aligned in the in scripture, chances are that's probably the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life, you know? And so he's just being a friend, reminding you, saying, hey, he, not only am I reminding you, but I, the Spirit then will give you that power to be able to do it and give you the courage um, to be able to, to do what he's called you to do. Absolutely. That's so good, man. You're preaching on this podcast, bro. Hey, I'm... I, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. Oh, dude, I love that. No, I, I love two things you said that I loved. Um, the first thing that I loved is your distinction, your distinction of um, making sure we are in the Word and, and in prayer and spending, um, going to that secret place with Jesus. You can see in the life of Jesus how he even prioritized that. 
And like you said, he was fully God. He was, he, he is God, but he still took the time. Like you want to be closer than Jesus was to Jesus, you know, like you want to be closer than God was to the father was it like, it's impossible. Like they're one and the same. And he still took time to go be with him alone. And I think that I love that you took time to make that distinction because it is easy to say, to use the excuse. I'm with him all the time. I pray without ceasing, man. Like I'm always with him. He's always with me. And like you said, what you never do though, is you never actually build a foundation of understanding the character and the words of Jesus because you never spent time actually checking it in scripture. You know, scripture says that the word became flesh. The word became Jesus. And so we need to know Jesus, but we also need to know what the word is. And um, those two things, are they're not interchangeable. Like they're one and the same. I, I love that you said that. And then the second thing I love that you said was how um, God is this massive, a massive God. Like we literally can't put God into a box. He's so big. Like the fact that he could be sovereign yet intimate is this, is this crazy concept. And our human brains would love to put God in. He's either sovereign and all powerful and mighty, or he's a friend and intimate because in our human minds, it's like, you can only be one or the other, but like the out, the, the, the bigness of God and, and the, the, the vastness of God and the mystery of God is that he can be all of those things at the same time, equally, equally extravagant in both areas and all areas. And so like for us, when we, cause there are people that, you know, they, however they were raised in church or however they've been taught, everyone has that minute difference in the view of how they view God. And, you know, some would view him as this, um, the like sovereign, powerful, and um, maybe far away. And some would view him as um, meek and humble and close, yet he can be all of those things. And that's what makes him God. And that's what makes our relationship with him so amazing is that he chooses to, uh, come down to human standards to like meet us here, you know, and meet us where we are. It's like, it's pretty mind blowing when you think about it. It's like, that's, that's the goodness of who God is for us. That in all of it, he would let himself fall like rain. Like he would, he would let his spirit pour out like rain onto his people and yet not abandon the, like his glory and that's like that's crazy it's and that's that's walking in the spirit you know is understanding that and then understanding how to receive that uh and let it let it uh, perpetuate through your life so i loved what you were saying man. absolutely and that to me is like what's so hopeful about the gospel and so hopeful about the story is and so empowering so you know to think about. I mean, that's why the in the song, Fall Like Rain, oh, the beauty and the gift of your friendship is unlike anything I've ever known. And it's to know that the, the one who spoke everything into existence, the one who holds the universe in the breath of his hand, right? Like that, that God has chosen to take up residence in our life and walk with us like an, as, as intimately as a friend. And, and so... What that means in everyday life is I, I can walk around with confidence. It's humble confidence because I realize I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of that, but somehow God valued me to the degree that he would die on a cross so that, that's, so that this could happen. So I can, walk, I can walk with confidence knowing that I am a son or I'm a daughter of God. And, and now he gives me what I need to do the things that he's called me to do. And, and so... That's how, like, we, you know, if, if you get a diagnosis or you get, you know, you lose your job or, or something goes sideways in a relationship, th these things, though incredibly hard and though this world can be incredibly painful, we now have a power to overcome in Christ, you know? And that's what Paul writes about it, you know, in Romans 8. He says, it's, this is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. And so, so that, to me, that's kind of the practical outworking of all of these things to say, okay, I can walk around this earth now as a, a representative of Jesus because I, I have him living inside of me. And so I can walk around with hope, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of brokenness, 
um, you know, and even in the midst of suffering, I, I have a hope that's greater than all of that. So good, man. The hope in Jesus is, is everything to us. It's like we were talking about earlier. That hope fills the void. That hope brings the freedom. That hope brings the fullness. That hope allows us to walk in the Spirit and, um, and live this life. We're at 40 minutes. This conversation's gone. feels like we've been talking for five. It's been so awesome. But I have a, I have a question, and this, I think um, th- this is – I truthfully want to know because I'm just curious about this. And um, as somebody who uh, leads a ministry, speaks a lot, like I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about this. So you guys are at Passion. You know, you're in front of thousands of people, and you're about to record a live album. What is that thought when you're about to lead uh, a song that you know is going to be recorded on an album? You know there's a ton of people in the room. You want the song to sound good. You want the song to go well. You want people to connect with it. You want all those things to happen. But at the same time, you don't want to like walk into performance, and you want to let the spirit lead in that like setting. How do you go about that? Like, what what are some things that you do? Some mindsets that you have that allow you to like say like, okay, Lord. You go ahead and lead. I think uh, two things. One, um, one thing I've learned from Louis and Shelley uh, is um, uh, those who are most prepared are the most flexible. And so we, we, we practice a lot. Like if we, when we're getting ready for passion, we run these songs up and down a million times. Um, and honestly, we're, 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 cause we're trying to learn them. We're, even though we wrote them, we're trying to get our soul and spirit in line with what we're singing about, what we're talking about. And then, and God is working in us through that process. And so we're really prepared when we come in. And then at the same time, there's an open handedness to say, Lord, I just want to be very aware. One of the things I pray when I get up to lead people is I ask God to give me um, wisdom because he says, if you ask me to give you wisdom, he'll give it to you. So I uh, you should always ask for that because <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm giving it if you ask me. And then the other thing is I ask him, I, you know, one of the things when Jesus would minister to people, if you read the Gospels, Jesus it says that his heart was filled with compassion. And that compassion would send him into motion towards, you know, whoever he was with. And so I just pray, God, would you give me the compassion of Jesus right now? Would you help me? Because that's one of the things when you get up and say you're leading people or you're standing up in front of people, you're there you're there for God, and you're also there to serve the people that are there and to, um, and to lead and to shepherd. And so I just, I just say, God, you know, give me wisdom and give me the compassion of Jesus in this moment. And give me, and I'm, my hands and my heart are open to whatever you want to do. And obviously I'm prepared. I believe you've put something in my hands and heart to carry to people. Um, but also I, I want to be attuned and I'm listening and, um, just like at all of life, I just if if you speak or lead me in a certain way and lead us in a certain way, um, I want to I want to yield my my desires, my plan. I want to, but I, I I was talking to Cody Carnes about this once, and I, I love how he said this once. Um, because uh, I've been working on a podcast about uh, all these like worship songs that we sing, and I, he in that interview, yes. It's called. It's coming out soon, but it's called Jesus Songs. And um, we were talking. I was talking to Cody about Firm Foundation, and but I, he he said this one great thing about this. He said, um, "Is a firm foundation so good? So great." But here's what he said about. He says, "When you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, because you know how sometimes you're like, is that me or is that God? I don't know. I don't know. You know." But he's saying, if, you're, if you've come to God and said, Lord, I surrender to you, I surrender my wants, desires, all of that, then after you've done that, you can trust that what you, you, you can say, you know, if you, if you sense God leading you in a certain direction, you can start moving in that direction because you've already submitted your mind and your will and your heart to him. You've, you, you know, you've said, I want what you want, God. I really do. And so you can walk in the grace uh, of of those leadings and those promptings. And so anyway, all that to say, I just try and stay open. I try and listen, but also I, while at the same time knowing that he's given us something to carry. And so um, you just go and you lead worship and you enjoy God. And it's awesome. That man, that's, I was curious to know just for myself too, just soak in, but I think it's great for listeners to hear too, with anything they go do, how they live, just enjoy God. 
and submit and let him do his thing. I love that, man. Well, hey, we're we're uh, out of time. We've hit our 45 minutes, but uh, I appreciate you coming on, dude, for real. It's been a blessing having you on. Thanks for having me. You were preaching, and it's cool to to get to sit down finally and get to talk. Uh, for the listeners, Brett and I were supposed to grab coffee a, a couple of months ago in Newport, and um, I bailed. So, it, uh <laughs> no, no, I I just didn't realize where you lived in Southern California, and it was like a um, hundred years away from where I was. So you were you were being really nice to try and make it happen. Trying, bro, I was trying. Um, I'm actually in the same city as Brian, coincidentally enough. But um, I love that. Shout out Brian Warzel. Out B Dub. If you're listening, this is be a test for Brian to see if he listens, because then he'll text me. Oh, especially all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Yeah, only your only your true your true people are with us still. Yeah, exactly. The true QWC family makes it to the end of the forty seven minute combo. But for real, bro, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, and thank you for this album. Thank you for just what you're depositing to young adults across the nation through, and really everybody, not just young adults, through uh, what you guys do and, and, and the heart in which you produce stuff through passion. So grateful for you, bro. I'm grateful to know you and um, excited to continue to get to know you and run with you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Caden. Appreciate it. Hey, listeners, we'll catch you in the next one. Uh, have a great week. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.